Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where I bring on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. I'd love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so uh, today I have Karen Dennis on the line. She is the founder and president of KSD Public and Media Relations. Uh, Karen, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Adam. So as I was telling you kind of in our in our prep, um, I always love when I can bring on somebody that um, is in, uh, pub, in media relations and dealing with PR. And I know that you specialize in healthcare, and I know there's a lot of doctors and other medical professionals out there that can use your help, and they listen to this podcast. So I'm excited to get into what you're doing and how you're helping them. Um, but before we do that, let's get a little bit further into your uh, background. Um, how did you get started in business and as an entrepreneur? So, Adam, this is actually my second venture in life. My first one, when I was 24 years old, um, I opened an assisted living facility for women with dementia. Um, and from there, I segued into running a large chain of assisted living facilities, which we now call ALFs, retirement mm -hmm. communities. Um, and I did that for about 20 years. And what happened was my husband graduated from his residency, and we looked at each other. We had four children, mm -hmm. and we said, one of us needs to stop working seven days. And since he made a lot more money than I did um, as a doctor, he continued working you know, um, in his field, and mm -hmm. I transitioned to marketing for retirement communities. And that's what, that was the segue that got me into PR. Mm. Because from marketing retirement communities... I went into just plain old marketing and PR, and from PR I worked in an agency, and then three years ago I went off and started my own, KSD Public and Media Relations. Wow, I, I like I, I love the story because it's so organic. Um, meaning, so you were you were you were already in let's just call it the niche of of retirement and and health, um, healthcare. Um, just based off of what you were doing, and and then you found opportunity um, within the same sector to go further and to go in another direction and to still and to meet your goal of uh, of in terms of uh, work schedule, work life balance at that at that particular time. Um, I, there's a lot of you know first time and would be entrepreneurs that are maybe graduating college or they you know or they didn't go to school and, and they're just starting the workforce and they're just getting started. Um, what kind of advice would you give them on on really hitting the ground running? So probably the first thing I would suggest, and of course this is based on my own experience, mm -hmm. is to work first before you choose to go to graduate school, and I'll tell you why. I went straight, I went to college in New York City, um, finished college, I graduated with a degree in psychology, and I had decided that I was going to be a, a clinical social worker, based mm. on nothing. I had never worked as a clinical social worker, I had taught for many years, I had taught through college, but I had decided I wanted to be a therapist, that had tremendous appeal to me, and I went straight into graduate school, and I was lost. I didn't know mm. what a client was. I didn't have the work experience. And the other students in my program, I went to social work school down here in Florida, the other people in my program 
were so ahead of the game because they had worked for agencies beforehand. They had workplace experience, and they really got so much out of the program that I totally missed out on. Well, it turns out I really wasn't cut out to be a social worker, but I didn't realize that till I was halfway through the program. <laughs> so, yeah, I was running marital therapy groups, and I would say to my co-therapist um, after our 12-week session, she would say, okay, we're going to start again, and the same people would come back, and I would say to her, I can't listen to those stories again, and she said, that's how you make a living. So wow. I quickly switched into administrative social work, and that turned out to be the best thing I ever did. Because from there I went and, and ran retirement communities, and it was a perfect fit. So I say my first piece of advice is to not go to graduate school straight from college, to have some life and some work experience, get your feet wet, and then dive in. I, I love that. I love that idea. And the point is, and, you know, I've heard both um, ends of the spectrum. So some people listening are going are gonna to say, oh, no, I just want to go out and do what I'm doing. Okay, great. But then on the other side of things, and, and that was my path, so meaning I worked for large companies. I learned a whole lot about business and about, um, and about running a business and what it took, and I had the luxury of doing it within the constraints of, you know, really large companies. So, um, you know, as I got out on my own and I started, started my own, I think it gave me a leg up, um, not for everyone that path, but I'm a fan of kind of, of knowing, uh, of having that, um, having somebody else pay for your, uh, for your experience. The way I look at it is you're going to pay for it one way, either through your mistakes or through, um, or through working for somebody else. So I, I, I chose to, um, receive the paycheck in the beginning, uh, <laughs> um, we are thinking okay. alike, and graduate school is a, a, a costly mistake. Not to say mm -hmm. that it didn't take me in life to a happy place, sure. But I could have done it. I could have done it differently. You know. Mm -hmm. So, in terms of other piece of it, of advice, you know, we the standard interview question, at least when I was going through the interview process, is what do you think you're going to do five years from now? And personally, I think that's an archaic question. I never anticipated that I would open up an assisted living facility. Mm. I never anticipated running a chain. In fact, I never anticipated going into PR because when I went to college, I hated to write. And I remember my father, I had to write a paper on Abigail Adams. I was a history major originally, and I was going to write this paper about Abigail Adams, but I had no idea how to write it. My dad wrote my first paper for me in college and told me to take a look, follow the example, and take it from there. And and now all I do is write. It's really my wow. favorite thing to do. So I think that that five-year plan, it's really a, a, a too far-off focus that we really mm -hmm. need, not to say that we should be passive and not plan sure. for the future, but at the same time, we need to embrace the journey. Mm, um, I love it. And you'll never, there's so many opportunities out there that we miss when we just focus on that five-year plan. No, that's great. Um, great advice. Um, Karen, I want to switch it up a bit. Um, let's get into uh, the work you're doing over at KSD Public and Media Relations. Uh, so what kind of clients are you helping and exactly what are you helping them with? So my primary practice, and not to say that I don't go off on tangents sometimes just to stretch and have fun, but primarily I promote people in healthcare-related fields. Um, and I promote them through social and traditional media. So, for example, of course, I do doctors and solo practitioners, particularly those who are starting out their practice or mm -hmm. those who are looking to ramp up their practice, um, are, are my primary target. 
but I, I do have a number of clients who are yogis, personal trainers, um, nutritionists. Those, they're all part of my focus. What do you find, and, and obviously, you know, you work with different um, niches and different types of clients, but I, I, normally when you're working with more and more clients and, you, and you've been in the business for a while, um, in, in any business, you tend to see themes or things that people are doing wrong before they uh, walk in your door. Um, what would you say some of the things or themes are that you see when somebody first starts uh, working with you that they were doing incorrectly previously? So one of the one of the big things I see, and you see it a lot with doctors, and and I'm sure it stems from the fact that we do live in this litigious society. Mm-hmm. But they're afraid to put things out there, and they think mm. that if they don't put if they don't allow a patient an opportunity to write a review, if they don't provide those opportunities, then no one will write anything. But they don't realize that people fill in the blanks. And that they will find an opportunity no matter what. So it's much better to provide them the structured type of opportunity um, that will work best for your practice. So, for example, I, I just started working with a brand-new ENT. Um, and we basically went and set up nine different reputation sites mm. between HealthGrades, RateMyMD, Yelp. Because if you don't set up the Yelp account, someone... And it's usually mm-hmm. a disgruntled patient will set it up for you. Mm. So I, lo- I love what I love what your I love your tip because people and, and just for everybody listening, yeah, ten years ago you might have been able to be a ghost and not be on social media or not be on things. Nowadays, I mean, we're way past that. If you think aggregator sites, if you think um, SEO sites, if you think people are pulling your data from public databases to build their own like um, directory type sites. So brand management and you actually actively managing your brand outside. If you don't do it, I love what you said, Karen, somebody else is going to do it for you. Yep. I like that. I like that term ghost. That's a good one. And the truth is that people don't realize that even though we are professionals, whether we're doctors or nutritionists, lawyers, we are a brand. Mm-hmm. And, As such, it's really important when you start building your practice or building your your business that you really sit down and do a self-analysis of your brand. Now, of course, I do brand exercises for a living. I go in, and whether it's a solo practitioner with one person in the office or a huge practice with eight doctors and 35 employees, I go in and do something called a brand exercise, where I examine with them what their strengths, what their weaknesses are, what are the opportunities in the marketplace, what are the threats, what do they believe in, what are they passionate about, how do they stand out from their competition. And I make them put this all down in writing. And the reason this is so important, and so many people skip this step, is because once you have your brand manifesto, like what you stand for, your brand principles, the things, the statements in writing that help define you, it is so easy to build your website from that because you already know what are the adjectives you want people to use to describe you. You also know what the brand principles, what you stand for, and how you stand out in the marketplace or how you want to stand out. 
and you could take that information and put it in your website. You could put it on your Facebook page. You could put it on your LinkedIn page. And you keep repeating these messages over and over again in exotic and different and interesting ways so that the message you're giving to the consumers, to your end user, is always consistent. And without that brand exercise, it's really hard to do. Mm, I love it. Um, this has been definitely great. Um, Karen, if somebody's listening to this um, and they want to um, get in touch with you or KSD Public and Media Relations, um, what's the best route for them to follow up? So the best way to connect with me is through LinkedIn, which I personally believe is a treasure chest for referrals. My LinkedIn page is full of the blogs that I write, the articles in which my, my doctors have been featured in and other professionals, and of course is a great place to find my hashtag, PR for the DR. <laughs> PR for the DR, I love it, for the doctors. You hear that? If you're a doctor and out there listening and you don't have your PR taken care of yet, or maybe you do, um, check out Karen, hashtag PR for the DR. That's awesome. Um, Karen, thanks again for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Um, again, learned a lot. Uh, to the listeners, as always, thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Leave me a review. Do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. Really appreciate it. And uh, Karen, thanks again for coming on.